Hello and welcome to the In Publishing podcast. My name is James Evely and I'm the editor of In Publishing. My guest this time is Rosie Nixon, editor-in-chief of one of the country's highest profile magazines, Hello. In a wide-ranging chat, I talked to Rosie about how the title has developed since she took over in 2008, how it adapted during the pandemic and her plans for the future. Rosie tells me why Hello decided to push back against toxic online behaviour. And we felt that we had to make a stand as, as a media brand and say, look, this kind of um, communication isn't welcome in our world. We don't want it here and we will block you and, you know, and see you off our pages if we feel that, you know, you are acting in an unkind manner. Why Hello's big royal souvenir specials are so important? Because we think of Hello as a magazine of record, you know, there's a historical souvenir sort of feel to some of these moments and our our audience sort of might buy that issue and keep it for years and years to come, put it in the loft and pass it down through generations. And where Hello and other consumer magazine publishers should be focusing their efforts? On understanding your audience, you know, always and being data driven online and really sort of harnessing the community of readers and users that you have and really deep diving into what they want from your brand um, and being responsive. We have to be agile. We have to be able to try things. And if they don't work, move on to something else and develop the things that do work. So it's it's an exciting time with lots of opportunity. Before we hear more from Rosie, a quick word about our valued sponsors. We would like to thank our podcast sponsor, Air Business, a market leader in distribution and subscription management services for the publishing industry. Its end-to-end service includes subscriber acquisition and marketing strategy, worldwide distribution, digital mail and e-commerce fulfillment, and warehouse and freight logistics. For more information, visit airbusiness.com. Rosie Nixon, welcome to the In Publishing podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, Firstly, I believe congratulations are in order. You've got a new book out. Ah, that's right. Yes. Um, A couple of weeks ago, my new book came out. It's called Be Kind, the first nonfiction title that I've written. So, yeah, very exciting. Came out just in time for World Kindness Day. And, and and for Christmas as well, no doubt. And for the Christmas market, yes. <laughs> Excellent stocking filler, I might add. <laughs> of course, of course. So can you tell us what, I mean, it's obviously called Be Kind. So yes. what's it all about? Yeah, it, um, well, really, it was my lockdown baby. Um, the book came about during the last lockdown that we had. Um, and I guess I wanted to pull together and put in one place a lot of the inspiring words that I was seeing around that time, mostly things shared on social media, and as well as obviously the great challenges and difficulties we all as a nation felt during that time, there were real moments of kindness where communities came together to support one another. Individuals, you know, took a lot more time to think about their own mental health and self-care and self-compassion and were sharing words of advice. And I thought, wouldn't it be nice to pull together all of those nuggets and those little tips and pearls of wisdom and put them all in one place so that we could have this book to dip into whenever you know whenever we needed it um so the book is divided into three sections there's kindness to to yourself so self-compassion and self-care tips kindness to one another and also kindness to the planet 
And um, I didn't intend it to be become a celebrity book, which it kind of ended up that way. And lots of famous names um, from Russell Brand to June Sarpong to Dermot O'Leary and Holly Willoughby have all contributed to the book because I found that, you know, I started to ask people if I could use some of their quotes or if they'd like to contribute something original. And everybody said yes as a kind act in itself. Um, and And it actually became a very sort of celebrity heavy book. Um, but the response to it has been wonderful and it was a really lovely project to work on. Yeah, alongside my friend Jackie Jones, who's a doodle artist who brought the pages to life. So, yeah, a book to be enjoyed by all ages. Fantastic. So of all the celebrity inputs, any any particularly mm. good words of advice from the celebrities well, on there offer? There were, yeah. I mean, everybody really, really thought about it. Um, yeah, there were some really inspirational words. Um, lots of people talking about, you know, something quite short, but very powerful. You know, Holly Willoughby talks about there being real power and being kind even to the unkind ones which is something very simple but important for us to remember Um, because I think the thing with kindness is that it is very much a learned behaviour. We have to keep reminding ourselves because in any given moment, your initial reaction or response might not be one of kindness, especially when confronted with something unkind yourself. So the more that you can remember to bring kindness into your life, you know, I really believe it can bring some magic into your life because it gives back to you, you know, bucket loads. Um, yeah, Russell Brand thought very hard about what he wrote about in the book um, about his sort of recovery. Um, and yeah, Melissa Hemsley contributed a recipe that makes her feel happy and kind, you know, as a, a recipe that you could make for somebody else. These little happiness balls, she called them. Um, Strictly Come Dancing uh, dancer, professional Karen Hauer came up with some kindness stretches so again, very simple movements that you can do if you're feeling tense or stressed out, you know, that will help alleviate that and be kind to yourself. So a huge variety of things. Fantastic. Um, and and yeah. do, do you think we've become less kind as a society or is this just something well, which is yeah, a, a constant I mean, throughout? Arguably, um, in, certainly in the world that I'm in, I feel that we've become kinder and much more aware of kindness. I think, you know, we talked about it so much over the last couple of years and certainly within my community. I was living in London during the pandemic and um, I've never seen such community spirit, you know, from the standing on our doorsteps and clapping for the NHS to making sure that nobody was going to be on their own and without a Christmas lunch cooked for them last Christmas. So I think that outpouring of kindness was amazing, but it's how we don't make that just a fleeting moment, but really keep that feeling, you know, running every day. Um, so hopefully this book, you know, will help people see that kindness really can be a superpower if you if you remember to use it. Lovely. Now, I, I, kindness obviously runs through a lot of what you do mm. in terms of, you know, you, you believe in, you know, positive, kind and trusted content. Can you, right. In terms of publishing, in terms of editing a magazine, mm. what's your thinking how does that translate into into your day job, so to speak? Mm, yeah, well, I guess kindness um, and positivity has always been a USP of hellos since the magazine launched back in 1988. It was always known for working very closely with the stars and treating people well. But we really started to think about kindness in greater depth a few years ago when we launched our Hello to Kindness campaign. Um, And we launched this campaign in response to growing negativity that we were seeing, especially in the online world, uh, especially on social media, when lots of our content is royal. And we were seeing, 
real sort of venom posted towards the Duchess of Cambridge and the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan, and kind of pitting the two women against each other and so much negativity and actually sort of really nasty kind of sexist bullying, often, you know, sometimes racist commentary. And we felt that we had to make a stand as as a media brand and say, look, this kind of... Um, communication isn't welcome in our worlds. We don't want it here and we will block you and, you know, and see you off our pages if we feel that, you know, you are acting in an unkind manner. And that doesn't mean to say we don't want to encourage sort of friendly debate and everybody's allowed an opinion, but there's a big difference when that crosses a certain line. And we didn't want to have members of our digital team spending a disproportionate amount of time policing negative commentary. So we made a stand and we wear our kindness as a badge of honour. You know, this movement had a huge um, impact. It resonated very strongly with our audience and also our commercial partners um, and obviously all, all the personalities that we feature on our pages. So we really are proud of this stance Um, And I think perhaps in the past, you know, and Hello has been criticised for being sort of overly friendly as if that isn't a way to practice um, credible journalism. Well, I strongly disagree. And I think, you know, our kind approach has seen such longevity in in in, you know, the magazines, um, the length of time we've been running. So it, it really works for us. And it means that the stars feel that they can open up to us because that we're a kind you know, protective, trusted, safe environment. Now, on a, on a practical level, um, in, in, so, in the social media channels, I know you're active on, you know, Facebook and the like. Um, how how do you go about it when people join your channels and are negative? Do you do you have a team of people, you know, looking out for that? And how do you cope yes, with it? Yes, yeah, we do. And actually, we have seen a big decrease in it since we made this stand. I think people have to be accountable in the online world. And we're certainly, you know campaigning campaigning for that that accountability is absolutely crucial and if we do feel that there is you know negativity then you know we'll have no qualms in blocking that user we just they don't have a place in our world same as if somebody you know made an abusive comment to to me or somebody that you might walk past in the street you know that wouldn't have a place in our world and hopefully we're getting to a place where those that kind of commentary can be reported and there will be repercussions too so yeah so we're very protective about a kind our kind community so on on to you know the pandemic I suppose or or referring Mm -hmm. to the pandemic you know when when the pandemic struck a large or a significant part of your circulation is Mm. you know via the newsstand Mm -hmm. you know copy sales what what measures did you take early on or or during it to to mitigate Mm -hmm. that to to minimize sales losses yeah well very early on obviously we had to think about our editorial direction for the magazine at that time obviously um, as well as the practical sides of knowing that our audience wouldn't be able to necessarily get to shops to buy magazines as they did and we took a big hit, obviously, when WH Smith's travel points all closed down. That was a tough period for everybody in publishing. But we worked very closely, you know, with the production team, constant, continually tweaking our um, production costs and margins and looking at the print run and being adaptable. And um, that's one of the great benefits of being an independent publisher, that we can control our printing schedule, you know, right up until the last minute. Um, But editorially, we really focused on the content that we were producing and what our USP was going to be at this time. And that was, you know, further boosting the positivity and the uplifting nature of our content. 
because sitting down with a magazine was going to become a really precious time for our audience to take them away from all of the stresses and the hard news and the strains that everybody was feeling. We wanted Hello to be a place that you could go to to feel uplifted and transported from that. So we tried to make it as COVID free as we could, whilst also obviously being sensitive to you know the fact that the world was not operating the way it always had done. Um, but to to make you know as positive as we could and as useful as we could for our audience, we so, sort of so in- what kind of oh, so so what kind of content were you running? You know, yeah, instance, we if you compare a, an issue a month into the pandemic with a month mm, before the pandemic, yes, how, how would they look? You would see some changes. Yeah, we introduced a number of new editorial strands, like short stories for our audience, because we asked top authors if they would write a sh- an exclusive short story for us because we thought that our audience might like to sit down and have a longer read we upped the recipes content in the magazine because we knew that people would be at home a lot more cooking you know less going out and we work very closely with the stars that we feature because we have got these long-term you know, lovely relationships with lots of celebrities and actually found that they, lots of them were sat at home sort of twiddling them with their thumbs, you know, not out and about working as normal. And and lots of them actually did perform their own photo shoots for us, even taking images on mobile phones and sending them in. And there was a real kind of, you know, great spirit of coming together to produce the best content that we could. So, yeah, so it had its challenges, obviously, as every company has felt with everybody working from home. But it was also a time where I really felt that the team came together and felt that we had a common goal to do something good. And in terms of photo shoots, because that's obviously a, mm. typically a large part of what you do. Yes. I mean, were there, did you could you commission any or was it all a question of celebrities sending no. in selfies? Yeah, I mean, it was a mixture. I mean, you know, obviously all the um, rulings kept changing. So sometimes we were able to do shots sort of from the end of somebody's driveway or to photograph them outside in their gardens um, because obviously work was allowed to continue. So our photographers were keen to be out and about where possible um but a number of them obviously we couldn't enter people's homes for a long time so that proved more challenging but well there's a will there's a way and this type of content you know that's what our audience responds really well to um so yes it was tricky on the royal engagements front as well clearly you know zoom engagement is not nearly as exciting as seeing the duchess of cambridge or the queen out and about in real life um, but we had to make the best of what we had. And, and in publishing terms, you know, looking back over the last 18 months, were, were there mm. any positives you can take away from it? Well, yeah, I mean, luckily, we uh, Hello has remained, you know, in a very good position in the glossy weekly market. You know, actually, our market share has grown um, excitingly during that time. We're, we average now about 24% of market share per week. So we're outperforming our competitors and we are Britain's number one glossy weekly title, um, which has been sort of, yeah, a key sort of challenge of mine over the last 14 years that I've been at Hello. So I'm really pleased that we've made it to that top spot. So clearly that positivity is resonating with our audience. And in terms of some of the things, you know, the the increase, you know, the short mm. the stories, the recipes mm-hmm. and other things, do you, you know, once everything is completely back to normal, if, if that ever happens, um, yeah. will they will they remain or will you go back yeah. to 
pre-COVID mode? Well, yeah, some of them will remain. I mean, we've actually dropped short stories from the magazine on a weekly basis now, but we are producing to, to bolster the print weekly title. We are producing now about once a month a premium issue of Hello. So that is the same as the weekly issue, comes out on the same day and everything. Um, but there are more pages in that issue and it includes a special so over the summer, we produced a short story special because we did some um, audience research, reader research during the pandemic and found that the short stories were working really well for them. Um, so we thought perhaps over the summer holidays, when you're going on holiday, you could pick up a premium issue of Hello and have lots of short stories um, that you might buy. We also introduced puzzles as well. Um, and those, you know, worked well for our audience. And we've actually retained the puzzles page which is something that we had initially in Hello and it launched sort of 30 or so years ago and then had dropped over the years, but now it's come back again. So I think perhaps those sort of comforting kind of features are having a moment again. So it really is cyclical, I think. And these bumper issues, is that something I, I, I'm... Is that something which you began during the pandemic or did that start yeah. beforehand? No, that started pretty much during the pandemic, again, to give our audience a longer read, um, because obviously we think of the Hello brand, uh, Hello as a brand now, and we are obviously a multi-platform operation, but the print really sets the tone and is a space where we can include sort of longer features and more detailed reads and every last bit of detail about royal life, especially. Um, so, yeah, so we thought that, you know, our audience would respond well to a, a deeper dive perhaps once a month. And so far, we've seen a great response to it. The cover price goes up slightly on those premium issues to cover the cost of the extra pages. But we keep things literally to cover the cost. Um, and the sales stack up, you know, are just as high as any other week's issue. So that's a really good indicator that this is working well for our audience. Excellent. And in terms of your content, how would you describe mm -hmm. your content strategy as a whole? As you know, you've been editor for, you know, mm. do you say 14 years? So what, what would you do? Yeah. How would you describe your content strategy? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, strategy in terms of the royals, I'm, I'm looking at a wall in front of me now with hello covers on it. And they're pretty much all, all royal except for two in the last sort of six months. So we, I think we've really managed to harness the popularity of the royal family in the UK and the interest in the royal family, um, because let's face it, it's been a very interesting time for them over the last sort of year or two. Um, so content strategy is very much skewed towards the royals. We'll continue producing these premium issues. We also produce a Hello Lifestyle series, which are specials that come out at opportune moments. So we produced one um, when uh, Prince Philip passed away, the Duke of Edinburgh, looked back on his life in great detail because we think of Hello as a magazine of record. You know, there's a historical souvenir sort of feel to some of these moments and our, and our audience sort of might buy that issue and keep it for years and years to come, put it in the loft and pass it down through generations. So that's very much part of our um, content strategy too. Do you see the interest in the royals? I mean, if you track it over the last 15 mm. years, does it ebb and flow? Or as a country, are we um, 
continually mm, obsessed by what I they think what they get up to. It's only ever gone up. I mean, certainly in terms of the hello audience. I mean, who clearly are royalists because they that's why they buy the magazine every week or one of the key reasons. Um, royal content does extremely well for us online, and we've really become known in that field. So I think yeah, for us it shows definitely no signs of slowing. And uh, in terms of social media activity, mm-hmm. you're very busy on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. You know, the Hello Brand is mm-hmm. you know, some big numbers. How, how does that fit in? You, you said you mm. kind of lead with print and print sets the tone. So where yes. does so- your social media activity fit in? Yeah, well, we've had a huge emphasis on the digital um, and online side of the business. And social media is extremely important to us because obviously we want to be able to interact with our community 24-7. Um, it's also enabled us to draw in different age groups. And we're now very popular popular on TikTok and Snap. We find that on Snapchat, our red carpet events often do really well where hellos at the premiere and perhaps some of the stars there might appeal to younger generations. So they engage with us well on there. We can also have a bit more fun on those platforms than perhaps we could in the print magazine. Um, so that's really lovely and engaging for our for the the younger side of our um, online team. So yeah, we need to draw in you know a variety of age groups. I always say that Hello is read sort of from eighteen to eighty. So those platforms have really helped us to engage that younger end of our audience. And how much resource do you put into? Because I mean, mm. it it can be as you say twenty four seven. It can be yes. almost constant. So yeah. how many people do you have on it, or do people split their time between the magazine and social media, or no, how do you work? No, I mean actually, we still have kind of quite traditional teams structure in terms of we do have a print team, and then we have the online team that look after social media as well. But there's a lot more interaction between the two, as there has to be. Because generally in the past, it's been mostly the magazine team that will have the strongest relationships with talent. But now we're seeing the digital team, you know, really get involved um, in pitches to stars as well. Because whenever we're working with somebody, we need to cut up that piece of content so that it works really well on all platforms. So the communication between those departments is absolutely essential and it's working really well. Um, We did think about, you know, looking at the way we structured our content team. And I know that many other publishing houses have developed hubs um, or people that work across a number of um, platforms. But for us, we're finding that people having specialisms in different areas helps us most within the business. Um, But we do think of our audience as a community now you know whether and and they're you're part of that community whether you read the print title or whether you mostly you know read us on your mobile and can you see a situation where hello would be a digital only brand or is that inconceivable yeah it's it's inconceivable yeah for me and certainly for the owner um obviously yeah print came first with all our magazine you know we're owned by the spanish family business that launched Ola back in 1944 and print has always been their first love and it will certainly remain a key part of our um you know planning for the future but that piece of the pie is going to get smaller um, so I think we need to be available on all platforms. And as I say, we're spending a lot of time developing the digital part of the business now. We've just launched a podcast, actually, this week, too, um, a daily podcast on, that you can uh, find on Spotify and Acast. Um, it's only under five minutes, all things celebrity and royal and entertainment. Oh, excellent. So, so can you tell yeah. us a bit more about that then? So it's just yeah. launched this week, you say? That's just launched this week, yeah. It's called The Daily Lowdown. So every day we'll have sort of bite-sized celebrity, royal and entertainment news. 
um, yeah, with two presenters from the online team who are doing a brilliant job. And that might be something that we expand as time goes on. But we want to be there at every touch point, you know, at every place that our audience wants to engage with our brand. And we need to be there. And we're really excited about developing these new areas. So, uh, you know, you, you probably touched on already, but what would you say, you know, sitting here now, what, what are mm. your goals for the future? Mm. Well, along with, you know, continuing to work on our um, on our output across all platforms, we've, we're focused on sustainability as well. And that's our, at the heart of our agenda for next year. Um, we've actually been undergoing an audit, an ESG audit over every part of the business um, for the last sort of about six months that's been going on and we will um, reveal those results in January um, and we will announce sort of some key plans and pillars with regards to becoming a sustainable business in the next year and again that's something I feel strongly that we need to scrutinize every corner of our business and lead the way you know we've already ditched plastic bags uh, for paper bags on the newsstand um, but there's more that we can do so that's a key concern for next year and, and so you, you mentioned paper instead of plastic any other areas yeah. which do you think will get particular attention well we're going to look at every aspect of our production line yeah scrutinize every single corner of the business you know from using local photographers and writers you know when you're doing commissioning photo shoots to getting rid of all plastic in the offices um, we're literally looking at everything. So I'm really, yeah, we're working with a, an external company and we're excited to be putting some measures in place and revealing those plans hopefully in January. Oh, very exciting, mm. very exciting. And um, in terms of your publishing goals, what, what, yeah. what are the challenges you face, you know, when mm. you, you know, when you, when you sit down and you plan out the issue and you plan out yes. where you want to be in a few years' time, what, what are the challenges you face in, in achieving those things? Yeah, well, I think reconnecting with our audience is a key one for us because we were just starting to move into sort of more live events and had lots of plans for that a couple of years ago. And then obviously the pandemic hits. So it's been very difficult to engage with our audience um, but in a way that's not digital. So we're, we're looking at some more events getting going next year. We're very excited about, you know, an optimistic, positive and sort of having renewed vigour to work with our community in 2022. And obviously there's a great opportunity for us there with the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. So, you know, as the country comes together to unite and celebrate, Hello is planning a lot of activity that we can engage our audience, you know, in a sense of community around that. So what kind of so, events would those be? Well, they're in the planning stages. I can't okay. really reveal exactly at the moment, but we've got lots of plans, actually. Um, we, we were talking to some commercial partners, and as soon as we've got things confirmed, maybe I can come back on and tell you more okay. about that. So, yeah, the Platinum Year will be, will be a big one for Hello. Very exciting. So, so since mm -hmm. taking on the editorship of Hello in, in 2008, how do you think the magazine has evolved um, under your editorship? Gosh, well, I mean, the whole business has evolved enormously. I don't think I'd recognise the business really from the one that I started in at, you know, all that time ago. But obviously our USP when it comes to content has stayed the same. And I think that is really one of the secrets of our success. But obviously the platforms and the way in which we put out that content has, has changed a huge amount. 
Um, but I'm, we're in a good place, yeah, and I'm happy to see that our market share is growing, um, which is really exciting. And obviously, they, there hasn't been a more exciting time in terms of the content that we're producing and the people that we're featuring. So, yeah, I mean, the day-to-day has remained sort of similar in some aspects, you know, in the way that we run the magazine, um, although flexible working and there have been so many changes in the actual working environment, I think they're all positive. And we have to keep looking forward and not look back. I feel strongly about that. Um, I agree. So there are lots of positives. I mean, obviously, mm. one of the negatives is declining print sales yes. for, for many titles. But then growing I mean, is digitally. that something which... What's that, sorry? But then growing digitally, so it's yeah. all sort of counteracted. Yeah, I think, yeah, print will always be an important part of the business, but, yeah, it will be growing in other areas, and that's great because it offers new opportunities. So do you think publishers in general have come to terms with, with that, mm. you know, changing mix? Because I think probably a few years ago, it, you know, there was some angst about that. Yeah, I think, well, as every industry has gone through, um, you know, there, there will be changes to deal with. Um, and it's obviously tough when, you know, you need to sort of make changes to structure and things like that. Um, but I think we have a very sort of lean team. We are a small team. Um, everybody has a really important role to play within the business. So I'm confident that we can overcome these challenges and, and retain our position. Although, you know, I think there will be more casualties on the newsstand. It is tough out there and you really have to be growing your digital side of the business alongside and if you're not able to do that then you might suffer more heavily than we are in print too so so with the with the huge amount of celebrity content mm-hmm. on the internet and with mm-hmm. celebrities being so active themselves in, in putting stuff out mm. um you know how does a, a brand like hello how do you go about mm. offering something which is unique and distinctive when there, there's just so much out there yes but then what they're putting out on social media is very bite-sized you know it's there for sort of a brief period of time it's a small chunk of information and maybe a, a few pictures so hello really is about that luxury experience and a deeper dive um, so we produce, you know, in 10 pages of a glossy photo shoot, what simply, you know, you simply couldn't re- replicate that in a square on Instagram. So I think it's really important that we stick to, to that core value. Um, and also the access that we get, you know, sometimes when it comes to weddings and things, stars feel that they might announce the fact that they've got married in a social media post, but then they'll work with Hello on that full album of a special occasion and weddings still so incredibly well for us um yeah the audience is very much there for those special occasions and i think hello really has a unique place in the market um for that type of content so so is that really the secret of in your opinion of great celebrity content um it's the depth uh, depth and exclusivity yeah yeah, I mean, obviously, you, you're striving to have something that can't be found anywhere else online. And often we do go first um, or, or we'll t- tie up sort of the announcement of um, of big personal news di- and, re- and announce news um, at a similar time digitally and in print. Um, but then, of course, you know, nothing can replicate those glossy images that you see in a magazine. I mean, the power of the photo is is something pretty pretty it important. It is, to, and I we guess. are photo led. Yeah. Well, what, just thinking about all the all the photo shoots you've done, do any particularly mm. stand out of you know the yeah. the kind of full double page spread feature? Gosh, I mean, so um, many. I treatment. mean, 
Yes, I mean, weddings are always a really special occasion for us. And, you know, it's always very exciting. We know we've got something really big, like the wedding of George Clooney a few years ago and Robbie Williams' wedding. It was a complete secret. And I was absolutely had a wonderful time going over to L.A. and interviewing him and Ida the night before their wedding as it was all being assembled in the garden beneath us. And then knowing that we had this huge world exclusive and that the coffees would fly off the shelves. But I think... I think um, in, for these times, royal content is just huge for Hello and historic moments like a royal wedding. You can't really beat that. That's a really exciting day in a Hello office. And the last big royal wedding, remark, was that was that Harry and Meghan? It was, yes. Although obviously the wedding of a Princess Beatrice when those images came through yeah, during um, the pandemic. Very small wedding, but again, sold really well for us. So yeah, that historic souvenir collector's issue feel is is always exciting for us. And for a publisher considering getting into the celebrity market, I mean, it's a crowded market, so mm. I don't know if there are that many um, newbies in there, but yes. what are the pitfalls to avoid in, in dealing with, you know, putting out celebrity content? Um, well, I think... I mean, I think we are unlikely to see more titles kind of growing in that area because, as you say, that it has changed immeasurably really with celebrities taking ownership of their own news by um with social media um but i think establishing your tone is absolutely critical for any publication hello we're very very clear about that um and i think that that yeah really is is one of the secrets of our success now looking looking at you know your editorship today which exclusives are you most proud of Mm. any that stand out well it's always great to sit down and do a really in-depth chat with somebody where that's lots of people have you know strong preconceived ideas of and I did a cover story for hello just a few months ago with the Duchess of York and really did a deep dive into her background and uh, that was a very moving interview it was quite emotional actually doing it with her and that's always a real privilege and an honor to have somebody open up to you in that way um so but building that trusted relationship has taken a long time and you know I feel very grateful that she wanted to sit down with me because she knew she saw me sees me as a friend and um and that I would do justice to the piece that doesn't mean so I'm not going to ask the difficult questions um, but there's a way of doing that in a trusted sort of relationship um so that was really great um i'm busy focused on a number of campaigns as well that i'm really enjoying at the moment again engaging with our community um, and our big hello audience we've just launched a campaign in conjunction with the charity well-being of women the menopause workplace pledge because our core reader age is sort of 35 to 55 so we felt that we wanted to launch a campaign putting a spotlight on women's issues when they're going through the menopause at work and how we can see better support in the workplace and I've got meetings coming up with Carolyn Harris and Caroline Noakes MPs to see where we can take that for an end goal so that really excites me that kind of exclusive content I guess you know generating a campaign that's really going to support our audience as well so as how would resonate that run? with I mean, them so, so that will run over a number of issues or would that be a, yeah, a, a we, year-long endeavor yes that will be yeah that will go on for as long as it takes really hopefully to see a change in the law and see women better supported as they go through the menopause at work in the way that women are supported when they're on a fertility journey or on maternity in the workplace um so yeah i'll be involved with that for as long as it takes 
we've just launched as well a Christmas appeal with the Teenage Cancer Trust um, where we did a photo shoot with the Duchess of York, Princess Beatrice and Princess Eugenie as honorary patrons of the Trust to launch an appeal to help the Teenage Cancer Trust raise funds for young people suffering with cancer in the run up to Christmas. Uh, and so, you know, that works really well for Hellos. We're able to engage some talent that we know will perform very well on our channels, but also feeds into our hello to kindness and the kindness that we want to see, you know, throughout the year. Um, so that kind of appeal was really great to be involved with. And it makes you feel really passionate about what you do. You know, I go to sleep on a Friday night when the issue has gone to bed, feeling as though we're putting some good into the world. Uh, and response from the readership? Yeah, strong. Yeah, that only launched last week. So I need to fit, find out where we're at with donations, but I, I would foresee it doing well. We ran a similar appeal um, during the last lockdown for a charity called School Home Support, which supports children who are out of school for long periods of time. And obviously a lot of those children were falling through the cracks when schools closed their doors and, and there was homeschooling going on. And we raised um, £30,000 for them, which helped pay for another member of staff for this small charity. So, so I'm hoping, you know, a similar region for the Teenage Cancer Trust. Excellent. Now, part of your role is protecting the integrity of the Hello brand, mm -hmm. which is so important. Um, what does the brand stand for, in your opinion, and, mm -hmm. and what does protecting it involve? Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like I might have a, a, a kind of shield or something. Um, but <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I guess really it's what we've talked about. It's protecting that kind ethos. And I'm forever flying the flag for hello to kindness and championing our optimism and positivity. Um, so I've become a sort of spokesperson on on that level and I'm extremely proud and protective of that ethos. Um, so, yeah, it's ensuring that the tone of everything, you know, across the brand is in keeping with that. And I really think it has improved our working environments, too. And certainly working at Hello, you know, there is that feeling that we support one another and we treat one another with kindness within our working teams. And I try to be an empathetic leader and put um, compassion at the heart of everything that we do. And that does give back and help to retain key talent within the business because we really do mean it and in terms of that talent uh, mm. obviously working from home for, mm. for the last uh, 18 months or so mm -hmm. are you going to return to an office environment or is it going to be a kind of hybrid yeah we're operating a hybrid model already I'm sat in the office my office now um, looking out to the Thames on the South Bank so we're in the office two or three days a week um, across the company, uh, which is really great. You know, nothing can replicate that buzz that you get from seeing work colleagues in person and having chats at people's desks and sharing ideas and brainstorming together. But I think the hybrid model is a really great one because then, you know, I love my days at home. I seem to be able to rattle through things that, you know, keep getting waylaid when you're in the office and um, being called into endless meetings. So, so I think it's a mixture of both. Um, it's making for a much happier workforce, I think, as well.
Did you, did you consider closing the office? Because I know that some publishers mm, are going down that we, route. Did you? Did that cross your mind? Not permanently, no. I think as a journalist, you need to be seeing other people. I don't think you can work in isolation. It wasn't ideal for any of us to be at home for all of that time. Obviously, safety is paramount, so we'll have to see what this winter has in store for us all. But, um, but I think we need to be out and about seeing each other and seeing other people and expanding our contacts base. It's really important. Now, as we, I, I might have touched on this already, um, but you know, how do you see the Hello Brand evolving? You know, as we come mm. out of the pandemic and mm. beyond. Well, as a sustainable business, um, I really hope that we will be able to, you know, make some really positive statements with regards to that in the new year. Um, to keep, you know, at the fore of royal content, to really be, you know, even strengthen our position as the go-to in that area as we head into the platinum year and to have greater in-person engagement with our community. I'm really looking forward to that, to the sort of getting out and about and bringing people together again. And now you've worked in, you know, if you're looking at, you know, taking a step back and looking at the, the wider consumer magazine sector, mm. You know, how, how do you see the sector as a whole? Not you know, not just the celebrity side, but you know, the the maybe the the broad glossy sector. Mm. How do you see that evolving in the in the mm. future? Well, I think we will see more titles going digital only, like Glamour magazine, or producing you know very few physical editions per year. Hello Fashion, our monthly title, we now produce nine issues per year, so we have three double issues. Um, and that obviously is cost saving. And also we've got plans for Hello Fashion to expand digitally. Um, I think um, email marketing will become increasingly important as well to the brand. Um, so I think I think the market will remain, but we are going to see some significant changes as, as things evolve on the newsstand. And where where do you think publishers should be, you know, putting their efforts, um, you know, and editors, you know, in the next yeah. few years? Where, you know, if where where should they be focusing their attention to, on understanding your audience, you know, always and being data driven online and really sort of harnessing the community of readers and users that you have and really deep diving into what they want from your brand um, and being responsive we have to be agile we have to be able to try things and if they don't work move on to something else and develop the things that do work so it's a it's an exciting time with lots of opportunity um but i think yeah you uh, being agile is absolutely critical uh, and in terms of understanding the audience how, how have you mm. done that with hello what what kind of mm. how do you go about understanding mm. the hello buyer better yeah well we did a deep dive into audience research a couple of years ago with with quantitative and qualitative research and groups into a, um to really look at our audience and that's when we kind of decided to further develop our hello to kindness strand you know we could, we found that they were very conscious about a kind approach um, and so, you know, we we expanded that. So we do audience research every now and again as well into the specific content we're producing. And, you know, as a result of that, we saw that short stories and um, and puzzles and things like that were working well for the title. So I think engaging wherever you can, you know, and data collection is obviously key to that as well. Um, because yeah, I mean, you have to understand your audience. Otherwise, what's it? What's it all about? You're not creating a magazine just for those of you that sit in the office. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Um, Rosie, finally, a question we ask all our guests on the podcast: mm -hmm. outside of work, um, how do you relax? 
Well, um, <laughs> being with my children is my number one. Um, yeah, getting home and I've got two young boys. There's always a lot of mayhem and noise in our house and relaxing with them is my number one. Uh, putting them to bed and, you know, spending time just talking nonsense with them <laughs> is my favourite thing Lovely. to do. How old, how old are they? They are um, seven and six. So still little, very busy boys. Um, We recently moved to Surrey, so just slightly further out of London. I'm really enjoying having the space and being able to get out in nature more often. So I do love going for morning runs and walks and that helps me relax too and keep on top of the two busy boys. Rosie Nixon, (laughs) thank you very much for being our guest on the In Publishing podcast. Thank you very much. A final word from our valued podcast sponsor. Air Business is trusted by 4,000 publications and 3 million happy subscribers, with 10 million customer records on file. It processes £500 million each year in 22 currencies and delivers over 300 million items. Find out more at airbusiness.com. Many thanks to Rosie for being our guest this time. Her emphasis on positivity is inspiring, as is her focus on seeking an ever-deeper understanding of her audience. You can follow Rosie on Twitter, where her handle is at Rosie underscore Nixon. Her new book, Be Kind, can be purchased from all the obvious places, and Hello Magazine is available on a newsstand near you. Online, they can be found at hellomagazine.com, and they're also very active on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and as we just found out, TikTok too. For more information about us and to listen to previous podcasts, go to our website, inpublishing.co.uk. Thank you for listening. That was actually our last podcast of the year, but do join me in January for our next one. Until then, bye for now.